plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome back to the WWB Sports Podcast. Look guys, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. If As if we didn't think WWE news couldn't break fast enough, we literally, um, as Randall was out at Macy's, uh, got some information about WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon resigns after Vince McMahon's return as chief executive chair. Here is what Stephanie McMahon said. All right. So I'm going to read it verbatim and then I'm going to get your take, gentlemen. Uh, This is breaking news. So we are getting it as we go. So it says about eight months ago, I took a leave of absence and and within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board of WWE. I cannot put into words how proud I am to have led what I consider to be the greatest company in the world, working alongside a remarkable leadership team and one of the strongest executives I've ever known in my co-CEO, Nick Khan. Our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as chief, oh, as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives and with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I am confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value for shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. I look forward to cheering on WWE from the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I will always remain dedicated to WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars, and our fans. And I am grateful for to all of our partners. Thank you for everything. Thin now forever together, Steph. So, gentlemen, we just read the uh, the uh, PR um, she sent out to us. Um, it's been reported all over ESPN, Bleacher Report. Your thought, I'm going to hand it over to Randall since he's a legal guy, and then I'll get eloquent, who's always so thoughtful. Um, guys, welcome in these two gentlemen. Um, Randall, uh, your thoughts immediately hearing this with all the stuff that we heard about backstage meetings with talent, people worried. What do you, what do you pull from this, sir? Uh, it sounds to me like, um, you know, maybe there's some different factions in, uh, you know, what's going on behind the scenes right now. You know, maybe she's not in full support of, of where, what the directions are going. So, you know, and, and maybe she felt like she didn't really have a choice to really change anything, which, to be honest, she didn't. So, you know, maybe it was best, just best for her to just kind of step away so that her name doesn't get, you know, dragged into everything else. Yeah. So you think it's more deeper than what we actually see? 
Oh, for sure. I mean, here's, here's the thing. You, you don't just have CEOs just get appointed and then six months later or nine months later decide, oh, okay, I'll just go ahead and go back home. Like, it doesn't happen. Now, now the only the only exception I could think of would be if hey she she had she she has the McMahon name. So when everything first went down, if maybe hey um, they want to have this transition, they want this transition to go smoothly based on the circumstances back then. So they used Stephanie's name, the McMahon name, to kind of help facilitate an easy transition for investors where they think the McMahon family still, you know, involved where it doesn't just disappear. Cause you know, that, that, that could be something, there could be something to that, but otherwise, I mean, it just wouldn't make sense for her to just kind of sit down right after everything else that's happened over the past couple of days. Yeah. Eloquent. What are your thoughts? We, we're really going to break this down here shortly. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts are very, uh, very similar. I mean, obviously no one knows exactly what she was thinking, but it felt to me like um, that she was put in that position in the first place, um, you know, because of because of that McMahon name. And from all accounts, you know, she's, you know, like the people who work underneath her, like, like love working with Stephanie and so forth. And, you know, and I think, I mean, obviously they'll never admit it, but I think that they've wanted, you know, they've wanted uh, to see the world without, without Vince, not just from a creative standpoint, but just as far as running the company, you know, I think that they're all kind of just looking forward to sort of, you know, finally getting that shot. Um, fascinating that she, um, you know, she, she resigned and she wanted out, um, only for like the wall street reports come out and then she sort of hopped back in it. Cause I, I think that she was just done. She's just done sort of playing politics and, you know, having to put on the smiley face for Vince and then, you know, there was an out, she was gone. And then I think that, that was sort of like, Oh, okay, cool. This, this is really happening. Um, you know, Hunter can look over creative. I can look over the business stuff. Everything's a okay. And, you know, and even at the time when Vince retired, I mean, I was never convinced that she was going to stay retired <laughs> and having the voting power that he, and having the voting power that he did, you know, it was, a, it was a matter of time before he somehow bullied his way back in. And now that he's effectively done it, you know, Steph is probably looking at it like, well, it's only a matter of time before he, like WrestleMania is coming up. There's yep. no way that he's going to sit back. Yep. And, and let and let Hunter, you know, run the whole show by himself. Yeah, his ego no won't way. let him. His ego. He's gonna have the headset on, no question. I, I, right, I, so I, I don't agree with I, that. Okay, we'll get your point in a second. I got you, Randall. I, I like I like your enthusiasm. Uh huh. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, all, 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 all I was gonna say before I let you go is just, you know, I just have a hard time um, believing that, you know, if nothing else, whatever he'll let he'll let Triple H do everything else, but. WrestleMania, that is his, that's his baby. That's probably his biggest accomplishment. Even if he's not on the headsets, I mean, he will have a very hands-on role, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep. But I think that they're looking at it like, okay, they're saying everyone, everything is going to stay the same. I don't think that they really believe it. Um, 
And, you know, and Stephanie is probably just like, you know what? Like, I've I've got fuck you money. Like, (laughs) I don't need to be here. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to get the fight with my father or just whatever. You're going to do what you're going to do anyway. Let me go back into my retirement or whatever. And then, you know, do, do you basically. Yeah. Go ahead, Randall. You, you, you push back against the headset. I guarantee it. He'll be on a headset and there'll be photos of it as well. Here's the thing. There's a difference between being on the board or being chairman of the board of directors versus being an executive in the day-to-day operations of a company. Those are two different things. What he's, the power play that he made was to have control of what happens with the overall company. Is there a sale? what the TV rights fees are, but he's not in charge of any talent right now. He has no hiring or firing power in regards to that. I mean, mm, he's a um, I think he does. Mm, I, I don't know about that. From what I hear from different sources based okay. off where he's at, he actually does. He can like literally just change anything he wants. Say it again. Uh, from what I hear from multiple respectable sources that, that cover this as well, um, that he can make the decisions. He can do whatever. Literally, he could be like, as early as tomorrow, he could be like, I'm taking over creative. Thank you, Triple H. You are fired. He literally could do that. It doesn't, doesn't, mean he, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I mean, um, I'm, not saying that, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that he can't go and remove executives and then take over that position. What I'm saying is, as far as right now, he's not, He's, he's on the board of directors. He's not in the operations. That's all I'm saying is making the distinction between having control of what happens with the long-term uh, direction of the company versus the day-to-day operations. I think I said it on the show the other day. Like, Bill Gates is still on the board of Microsoft. He's not designing Windows. I get what you're saying, but you're, you're speaking in the perfect scenario. Vin, we, as all that we know about the man is he is a workaholic. He is a control freak. He likes to, like you said, like, like uh, Eloquent said, this is his baby. WrestleMania is not too far away. He, I think his ego just cannot deal with the fact that people are so pressed about this WrestleMania without him that he, Triple H and this leadership group has been getting outstanding reviews uh, from people that have watched. It's brought my interest back to watching the product and being more enthusiastic about the product. The numbers, the gates are doing great. Across all the measurable metrics, all the measurable metrics, they're doing great. There's one problem with this scenario. And, and that he, he has to also maneuver this in a way where it does not affect his money. Now, let me ask you a question. What do you think he cares about more? His money or the booking for WrestleMania? I think, honestly, knowing Vince, he, he loves money, but he's already rich. He, even I think he wants to have control. I think Vince cares more about control than anything else. He's a, I just think his, he's driven oh, by uh, that. But again, again, I, and, and I said to him the other day, control comes in many different levels. We, we watch the day-to-day TV show, so the first thing we think of, oh, no, he's going to come back and he's going to get in charge of the booking because that's what we kind of care about. What I'm saying is, is when you're talking about billionaires, there's a difference. Why do you think they went public in the first place? All right, all right this is my question to you then. If he didn't care so much about uh, about creative, then why did he have to be when he was there? Why did he always have to be the head of creative then? Why didn't he long time ago be like, you know what? I'm getting older. This is my company. I'll do all the other functions and I'll just back off creative and I'll give it to someone who has a newer, fresher set of eyes. Why didn't he do that a long time ago? And riddle me this, sir. Riddle me this. He's been a billionaire for a very, very long time. You know, like there's nothing stopping them from, I guess, handing 
handing the uh, the creative wedding to somebody else. Exactly. Didn't want to do the day to day. I hear what you're saying with that. What I what I would point out is there's a difference between I've been doing this day to day, that to that to that. I'm just not giving it up. And by the way, it's not like he booked every single thing on the show. He would say he would come in and make make a lot of changes. But here's here's the thing though. Um, he's not doing that right now. What I'm saying is the move that he's making is a move about money and power overall. I don't think he's worried about the day-to-day power. I think he's worried about, hey, wait a minute. If they, if, while he was sitting on the sidelines, this is what I think he was more worried about. If the company was sold to some entity, right? The company was sold to some entity while he's not in any control power, then that means that he would forever be on the outside without any power of the company that he built. I'm not saying the day to day. I'm saying if he, uh, if, if, if he sold, he would not have, or if they sold while he was on the sideline, he would have no influence on the WWE whatsoever after that. Like right now he was sitting on the sidelines and he's the largest shareholder. Right. But the change that would happen would be they sell the company and he can't, he's not, he's not, he's no longer the largest shareholder and he has no influence. What I'm saying is this is, this is designed to be able to maintain him having some type of role in the WWE, but I don't think it's designed for the day-to-day booking of the television show. This is my thing. Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I I love hearing you eloquent talk. Go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. What I'd push back on is, well, well, I'll, I'll agree with you on you know, like he's, I guess, officially back in that executive role. Now, that doesn't mean that I expect him to, to be backstage and uh, on the headset on, on Raw or SmackDown. I bring up WrestleMania because out of out of everything that, that they do from a show perspective, you know, that's, like I said, that's kind of his greatest accomplishment. So I I can definitely see him, um, if not on headsets, I can see him being very very hands on in terms of in terms of that show and you know if they're trying to get Stone Cold back or they're trying to, to get The Rock back. I mean you're not he he's not going to just like I just I don't believe he's going to just hang back and and just leave it all to to Triple H. But if there is one thing that we know about Vince is that while, you know, the objective now is just to, you know, be in position to negotiate their next rights fees and or, and or sale, you know, if he, if he's just sort of back into the fold and, you know, and if he changes his mind, so he can just wake up one day and maybe he, you know, is just, decides randomly to watch the program and he's like, Hey, who the hell is this Bray Wyatt guy? I thought I fired him. Uh, Hey Paul, let's get out of here. But see, there's a problem with that though, because he's messed up his own thing with that. If he, if he were to come back, if he were, if if this man were to tomorrow, which again, by the way, it all could happen. I'm, I'm just saying that if he were to appoint himself CEO and creative director, the stock would crater because they would realize, wait a minute, the sale that we thought we were going to get, that's not happening. 
and this guy who is toxic, and they're going to be all over that as far as the news story. That's going to talk. That's going to stop the tank. He's going to Kanye himself. My thing is, I think Vince doesn't. This is my thing. At the end of the day, why? There's a reason why Stephanie. She knows her dad. She loves her dad. She venerates it. And most, and he, she's definitely a daddy's girl. No question about it. She stood by her father's side through all these years, through all the negative things that Vince has gotten, for better or worse. And she's just. And I think again, I'm just this assumptions at this point. She's so flabbergasted. She is so exhausted. She's like, I just can't with you, and I just gotta step down. Okay, and she knows she knows her dad better than anybody else. Because <laughs> she's been that's his daughter, that's his flesh and blood. She's been around him for good, or better, or worse. And it's to the point where it's like he's going to do what he think, what she thought. She, she he, he's going to do what we hope that he doesn't do. And this is one of the, the dominoes, right? And the next thing you know, Triple H. We're going to start seeing uh, Lacey Evans <laughs> with the the uh, Raw Women's Championship. I'm sorry. I might never watch that damn show. I'm sorry if that happens, bro. I'll be so broken. Listen, you're speculating on one level. What if, again, if we want to go with what if, like you're talking about him coming back to TV. What if the scenario that made her quit was, wait, you're not selling this to the Saudis. That's where I draw the line. Like, what if that's the scenario? Yeah, you know I, I mean? like, yeah, but Vince is an old white Irish dude. He ain't selling it to no Saudis. I don't care what money they give him. What? He's an old white Irish dude. He'll take the money for the shows, the premium stuff. He ain't giving that over. He's not giving everything that he's got over to some foreign to to people from but another country. He's not doing that. Here's kind of where it gets interesting because I think that. Uh, you know, let's say that WWE finds someone to, to buy the company and they're like, Hey, here's, here's $8 billion or whatever crazy number that that they will certainly get for it. You know, somebody, somebody who's spending that type of money, you know, to, to acquire WWE and its properties and the library and everything, they're not going to want to have to like deal with him. Oh, yeah. um, let, let him finish his thought, Randall. Let him, let him finish his thought, Randall. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. That was mostly it. Just, you know, if someone, if someone sells to him, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know what buyer would be like, Hey, yeah, we're going to, we're going to pay you seven, eight billion dollars. Um, and we're going to inherit everything, but we're also going to inherit Vince too, who, oh. You know, still, still kind of wants to be a part of the company, or is he going to completely wipe his hands clean? I, I, I just, I just don't see that scenario where. Well, let, let me explain why. That, okay. Let me explain why Vince, in, in in a way, would be necessary, and and they'll explain again why he came back. Right. So you have me, Nick Contreras, the head of basically right now, right, in their different respective roles. Or at least, you know, before Stephanie was back. Um, if if WWE were to sell to any company for the most part, that company would would hire WWE to run to manage the, the, the company. Or you know, the, the people that are there now, that they would come on board to manage said company. You know what I mean? Because nobody right. knows nobody knows how to book wrestling. Nobody knows how to just Nobody knows the day-to-day intricacies that goes in in, 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 uh, 
putting putting rings together and having ring crews and everything along with that. So they would have. Do they, do they need do they need defense necessarily for that? Well, that that explains. The, but that that's what goes goes back to what I said about why he came back. Because if Vince right. is the person who is negotiating the deal, you think he's going to negotiate mm-hmm. if someone who's not going to have a spot for him in the company? Yeah, so, in order for it to be sold, he has to approve the sale, right? That's, that's the stipulation. That's the reason why you come back, is to say, like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, if we're doing a sale, you're not phasing me out. So here's how here's my power play of how I can stay in because if if I have to be the the special advisor of this thing and get paid x amount of dollars every year even if you're sitting me out I'm getting paid for this one way or another but like that's why you come back is because they show, they obviously they have a structure in place where they can run it without you but you come back so that they don't have a choice but to take you. Yeah, my thing is, at the end of the day, we know that Vince is extremely competitive. Vince is a very honorary guy. This is his company. This is his baby. Ultimately, in my opinion, you've done something for so many years, and he's not going to let creative go. They say it now. They had to have the meeting. But Vince, ultimately, in my if, how I see it playing out, by WrestleMania, Vince will have creative. And in the collective wrestling world right now, Everybody has this low-level groan in, a, in the pit of their stomach. They're like, look, Vince, we appreciate all that you gave us from the nostalgia. We appreciate all that you did for us in our childhood. We appreciate you creating and elevating pro wrestling to where it is. But at this point in your life, you are very problematic to some people. Um, some of the things that you may have been done or accused of are problematic. And, you know, the product seems to possibly be better without you even though he set a lot of these these storylines ahead so now that being the case if Vince McMahon does get back on creative do you think that's going to affect everything what would you what would you guys say I think for me I wouldn't be as excited I again I appreciate all that he's done I don't know anything about the allegations I can't speak to that I'm not a lawyer I don't know all the details about that but all I can say is this as a fan who's watching it is difficult to be enthusiastic if I know that somewhere down the line or, or that may be, that may be, it's like there's always this dark cloud that's possibly hanging over of creative and something changing where it was, it seems like it was on the up and up and it was getting better. So I want to, before we finish up there, well, beyond, what are your thoughts? Well, beyond the, um, beyond the actual metrics in terms of like, you know, like the, the house show attendances has been better and the ratings of, been like slightly better and you know the, the stock price went up I mean beyond all those analytics like the word is the um, like just the, uh, the the morale in the locker room um, has just been like night and day since since Vince left and everybody's you know everyone's energized and I guess happier to be to work um, you know free agents aren't, aren't just you know, they're actually excited about, you know, trying to, to get into WWE and, and all of that. Um, like there are people I've heard who, you know, like Vince a lot personally, but just from a, you know, just from like a booking standpoint, they, you know, they're kind of just over it. And so if he comes back in, I mean, Vince hasn't exactly, you know, shown, shown people, at least shown me, that 
that he's a guy that's willing to sort of compromise on, on any sort of artistic or creative vision that he might have. You know, if I'm carrying cross, if I'm hit row, if I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, Emma or whatever, um, I'm very, very worried that if he, you know, if he seizes control back, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, you know? So, so I, I, would, I don't know. I would make one caveat to that because there might actually be, listen, there might actually be a silver lining to the whole thing. I right, find it. Go ahead, please. Well, okay. We picked, I, I gave you six possibilities when I told you my top three. One of them would be that they take the company back private, right? Yes, sir. If you did. Company, I've heard that's an option. Yeah. If they take the company back private, um, the benefit to that is they're not trying to please Wall Street anymore which means that, you know, they'll have the talent that they need and those mass layoffs that they do, which were primarily done for Wall Street quarterly earnings reports, that type of stuff isn't something you got to worry about anymore. Um, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, Vince, if, you, if going off what you're, what you're always speculating on that you think that he's, trying to, you know, return to the booking and stuff like that. Uh, it should be noted that the booking was always better when the company was private. So that that's another thing just to keep an eye on. Yeah, my thing is, what, he just had to... What year did it go? I think, year did it go I think I'm think i going to look it up. I think it was in the early 2000s. Was what? It was October of 1999, if I recall. I'm going to Google it. You are an encyclopedia. We'll look at it. We'll look it up right now. When... Did WWE venues are somewhere around 2000s? Didn't remember exactly when it was. WWE went public. Oh, wow, October 19th, 1999. Crazy. Good call, Randall. Wow. <laughs> I through it. <laughs> so, 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 to, so, really, I mean, and really, booking was still good in like 2000, 2001. Well, but see, here, here's where you have to remember they went public in 1999. But they weren't taken seriously, you know, still as a as a publicly traded company till somewhere around like the mid two thousands. Okay, uh, gotcha. But yeah, right. the the first the IPO was Yeah, that's just when the IPO was, yeah. 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 Huh. So my thing is okay, so, so, know, they, so they were building the reputation, but you know, they were they were building the reputation and by the way, I, I kind of I, I was kind of half joking when I said that the booking was better, you know, when they were public, because also what coincided in October of 1999 was when Russo and Ferrara left at the same time to where they decided that they wanted to bring in all these Hollywood writers, but they wouldn't wind up in a jam like that. So, you know, that's where a lot of stuff kind of started taking its turn as the years went on. Yeah, my thing is he doesn't have any public scrutiny. He doesn't have to do that because so he can still be because you know Vince is going to do it. So if they go private, he can do whatever he wants. Then it's really his. He's like it's my private company. I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to be on creative. I'm going to tell everybody what to do. Everyone's going to wear, you know, everybody's going to uh, wear hot dogs, and um, and then you're going to come out. Don't panty matches your back. Yep, uh, don't <laughs> don't the clown is going to come back. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that's my thing. So I don't know if I want to see a public under Vince. Um, but Hey, to be continued, 
before we finish up this this breaking news episode, um, the Hurt Business uh, seems like the seeds have been sowed for the Hurt Business to come back. Gentlemen, 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 I was a big proponent of them never breaking up. And I really hope that this is legit. It is not like they're just tricking Bobby and going to beat him up and disrespect him. I hope that Hurt Business comes back. So much more story to be told. And I would love to see them in um, the bloodline at some point down the line have some sort of um, beef as well in the, in the late future, not in the immediate future. What do you guys think? I'm going to hand this over to Eloquent first and then Randall. I was a big fan of the yeah that original iteration of um, of Hurt Business. Um, you know, you got a you know the main eventer and and Bobby. Um, you know, you got a a, a great great vet, um, good hand, if you will, in Shelton, and um, uh, Cedric. Um, I mean, he can do damn near anything in the ring, and just you know them coming out all in suits. Just perfect. So, and then obviously you have MVP. Um, so as far as bringing them back, um, I'm, I guess we'll have to see because, I mean, I know Trip, Triple H is a, is a big proponent of like long-term storytelling. And so I trust that in, if, if they're going to come back, that, yeah, that, like you said, they're not going to just like, you know, turn on Bobby or, or, you know, the, the ship sails in, in a month. You know, if they're putting them back together, I need them to stay together. Um, you know, I don't want them teasing any dissension angles three weeks after reforming, you know, because they, like, there's some money there. And if they do it right, I mean, you, yeah, you have a potential, a potential feud with some, um, like, with, with the bloodline down the line, you know, so... Yeah, so like I said, I, I just hope that they don't bring them back just so that they can, you know, separate or something in, in a month and a half. You know, if they're going to do it, I need them to go all the way with it. Definitely. Your thoughts, Randall? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, I, I just think that, you know, just next November, war you got the bloodline against the hurt business, right? That's that's the main event in our other there. I mean, um, you you can you can start you can set up a feud that kind of starts around SummerSlam and ends at uh, Survivor Series, just like that. You know, and, and maybe have a maybe even have a, another uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Bobby Lashley that you know kind of extends or maybe somewhere in between. But I think that. The hurt business is something that would be good. It just just good. And here I am scrolling through a thing where they talk about WWE being bought, potentially being bought by Disney. Stop it, people! Stop it! It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. Um, so yeah, man, what a week, what a day, what a situation uh, going on in WWE. The news is no, it's it's a great story in itself. It's great storytelling, long term storytelling, but uh, it's great to have two experts. We know Randall, the uh, head Booker creative and owner of HBCW, and also a former pro wrestler himself, who gives a great inside the ropes perspective, and also from a business perspective, eloquent, one of the most insightful, most observant uh, pro wrestling um, insiders as well, um, and talented. 
people in music. So thank you so much, uh, Eloquent, for your point of view and, and uh, Randall for giving me your expert point of view as well. And thank you, gentlemen, for coming on for today's breaking news segment. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, guys, thanks for coming on. We're going to continue to create news as it happens. <laughs> Hold on to your seatbelts. We are out. Peace.